The idea of a warm-up sketch, a warm-up drawing, or a warm-up piece of art of any kind really is nothing new. If you're an artist or an aspiring artist, you've no doubt heard people talk about this, suggest you do it, or you might have seen people post images of their warm-up sketches online. Now, I think firstly it's important to state that warm-up sketches are often quite fun to do. In a similar way, warm-up speed paintings or doing speed sculpting or anything really. The idea of bottling and channeling a quick burst of creative energy and trying to get the creative juices flowing, I think, is a really important part of our sort of existence as artists. It's also true that these warm-up sketches or speed paintings are often a good way to practice the early parts of the drawing, which are often the most important. However, I think that we can actually use this idea of a warm-up drawing, a warm-up sketch, to unpack a lot of key elements that connect to drawing, our ability to draw, the way that we perceive how good we are, and just how much we enjoy sitting down to create day to day. What I want to do in this episode is delve deeper into this idea of what makes a good warm-up sketch, why are we looking to do this in the first place, and I want to give you the three top things that I'm normally looking for when I'm actually doing my own warm-up sketches that I found are really important. Anyway, this should be a fun discussion. So let's jump in and get started. All right, welcome to the Visual Scholar Podcast. My name is Tim McBurney. I've been a professional working artist for over 20 years. And on this show, we're all about demystifying the worlds of art, creativity, and productivity so that you can get better faster and enjoy your artistic journey. So when I was in the trenches trying to learn how to draw, trying to get good at this thing, I had aspirations of being a professional artist. The idea of the warm-up sketch was something that was front and center. I think that when we're starting out, often this looseness is something we're really, really aspiring to because having stiff drawings and especially when you're trying to construct figures and scenes, often the, the eventual drawing is a little bit stiff and people do recommend frequently, look, you need to kind of loosen up. You need to get you know things flowing a little bit better because you're tight. Now, I think that there's a lot of value in this and obviously the idea of working on the initial part of your process is very important. It allows you to practice what really turns out to be the thing that often makes the most difference, and that is the initial phase of the painting or the sculpture or the drawing. It is often the massing in of those primary forms, the positioning of your major elements that will be the major determiner of whether or not this thing is good or not. And it's often where you can track back many of the things that worked or didn't work back to that initial phase. So it does make a lot of sense to work on this idea and put a lot of effort into it, I think. However, I do see that often people who are in the trenches beside me, you know, some of them got a little bit sidetracked on this idea of doing the warm-up painting or the speed painting. And that's kind of all they did. They never really learned to progress that initial idea through to a finished image. It's really just important to calibrate what sort of loose, rough sketches mean and what the idea of a warm-up sketch means and, again, how we can use it to best support our artistic motion and the actual work that we want to create in the end. The key here really is about easing into the process of creating work we have a point of engagement where the pencil or your chosen implement kind of touches the paper. The rubber meets the road. You actually get to do something. Now, there's a lot of other elements to art that are happening in your mind. There's the imagination. There's the strategizing. There's thinking about how you might use your tools. Often when we sit down, we are, again, actualizing a series of processes and things that might have been rattling around in our head for quite some time. Or maybe not. Who knows? A lot of this depends how your creative process works. But the key here that I think we can really focus on warm-ups being you know, good for is just making sure that we ease into the process and make sure that the expectation that we're having as we sit down to create is going to match up better with the reality of what happens when we, again, put that first line down. 
the warm-up drawing is a great way to ease into that process and calibrate that process so that when we have our imagination and what we, we hope, our dreams, our aspirations for this thing that we're creating, as that initial thing starts to happen, as we put the first mark down, it's really important that, again, we don't you know, run into a lot of kind of miscalibration where you try and do it and all of a sudden everything falls apart. The warm-up drawing is really, really good at solving that and making sure that you sort out all the problems. And I think that's really the key here. That's the primary thing that I think they're good for. Now, the reason I think this is important is because often when we think about whether or not we're good at drawing, a lot of it comes down to that idea of, what do we feel? What do we think our image is going to be? And then how does it turn out? And the most interesting thing that I sort of observe in my own sort of work and, and daily practice is just that it really doesn't matter how good I am. If I'm not warmed up, my drawings suck, basically. And again, I think it it's important to separate a little bit out this idea of like how good of a drawer are you? from, you know, have you set up all of the things around you to support that drawing? Because for me, if, you know, I think about, oh, I'm this good at drawing and I should be able to do this and I should be able to do that. But then, you know, if I go into it with the wrong attitude, if again, I'm not mentally in the right frame of mind, if my entire sort of body isn't synced up with everything, if I've been, you know, if I've really taken the weekend off or even longer from drawing, what I find is like, I suck, right? Like I'm not that good. And conversely, when I've been drawing all day, every day, sometimes things magically happen where I'll just go to draw a figure for a comic book panel or something. And, you know, every line I put down just seems to kind of work. And it's almost like I don't need to do any sketches at all. It just kind of magically happens. And maybe this is something that you've experienced as well, where sometimes you feel like everything's working and often frequently what happens is you kind of take a break, you know, you wake up the next day and, you know, that magic isn't quite there anymore. Again, it's important to understand the fickle nature of skill and again, how we perceive our own skill. A lot of it has to do with is the drawing that we're doing matching what we want it to do. And again, there's a lot of complicated things I think that are happening sort of under the hood there that are really, really, really important to pay attention to. Now, if we were to break it down, I think there's a number of these ideas that are important to separate out. The first is just the idea of flow, right? Of being in the right mental frame of mind. A warm-up drawing can be something that helps us to get into flow. And I think there's a couple of reasons why it's really important. Firstly, we often don't have the same expectation of our warm-up drawings that we do of the work that maybe we've been planning to do. So if you've taken a break from drawing, often things aren't all working as they should. And it's a little bit harder to just kind of sit down and get into the flow of creating. This is probably even more especially challenging if you're not able to spend a good portion of your week or your day drawing in the first place. If this is a hobby or something you're doing part-time, this can be a real challenge because it does take a while to sort of get into flow and get all of these things working. So the warm-up drawing being something where we set aside a drawing just to kind of focus on like, look, let's just kind of get flowing, let's just get working is really key because when we're trying to get into flow, a primary thing that is happening is we're relaxed. So I've talked about this on previous episodes, but the too long didn't read is just that flow doesn't work when we're anxious, when we're editing, and when we're thinking about things too much. So a big part of the warm-up drawing where maybe you have, again, more of a free association attitude towards it. Oh, I'm just going to sketch. I'm just going to play around. Is it, it gets us more into that creative mindset where the outcome is not defined we can flow and change mentally with what we're expecting and we don't have that pressure on ourselves, the expectation that can often cause the editing mindset where we put down and draw something and then we think, like, is that right? Is that what I wanted? Do I need to change that? Getting into flow can be greatly increased and sped up and made a lot more fun 
just by adding these kind of warm-up phases to your process when you sit down and just give yourself a goal that is non-specific and doesn't really matter because, again, it reminds you that drawing's fun, it gets you into the right creative frame of mind, and then when you do come to try and actually draw something that maybe you have expectation of, it's a lot easier because you're already in flow. Secondly, often what's happening is that we have just a physical mind-body sync. Now, that's kind of like flow, but I think we can really view it somewhat differently. There is just a hand-eye coordination sort of thing that happens when we warm up. And a lot of it has to do with biomechanics, right? A lot of it could be very physical. You can have the idea of mental flow, like, right, I'm in the right brain space. But also, you know, you kind of just have to get your body working, right? You have to remind yourself all the muscles are there. You have to kind of recalibrate to where you are. And again, I think just something where you can focus on being a little bit looser and you can almost feel out where you're a little bit stiff, right? You can try and draw some fluid lines. You can try and just play, have more fun. And I think that is just going to wake up your body a little bit more and sync up the idea of, um, okay, I've just got to draw this line. It's less about the, again, the expectation, and it's more just a matter of calibrating. I think the more that we do this, and again, often my recommendation is to warm up with something you're comfortable with, because then again, you're increasing the level of um, feeling of competency and you've already made these marks before many times uh, and that's just going to help you to get into flow. A lot of people I've heard sort of recommend the opposite and um, I've always been surprised by that because I think the main goal of a warm-up drawing should just be to get you into creating the actual work that you want to do. So I always recommend, especially if you're starting out and you're dealing with any kind of hesitancy to draw or like you're not kind of feeling it when you get there, is just warm up and draw something fun, draw something you're super comfortable drawing well within your comfort zone. And I think that's, again, just a really, really good way to ease into the process and make sure that you're reminding yourself that you can draw. If it's something you've already drawn and you're already good at and you're starting to suck at it, that's a really good signal that, look, you know you can draw this. The thing that's not working is not your skill, quote unquote. It's probably something else. It's probably that you're not quite in the mood. Again, you might be sitting in the wrong position. Uh, who knows what is going on? But it's something else. It's not because you suck. And you just kind of have to figure those things out and get back to that point where like, oh yeah, this is how I remember how to draw the thing that I already know I'm good at. The last idea that I think is worth separating out and unpacking is the idea of process itself. I think that Often what we've been practicing doing and what makes us good is the sequence with which we create forms or drawing or painting. As I said previously, a big part of why a warm-up drawing can be useful is because it helps you to do the things in the beginning which are often the most important, the things that actually make the most difference. Building your primary forms, right? Constructing the base proportion of your head, laying out a scene, right? Getting the gesture right, getting the emotion. These are often where the battle is, you know, lost or won, essentially. And if you make a mistake here, it's all kind of downhill from that point forward. But also, a part of this warm-up drawing is just reminding yourself that there is a process. So frequently, it will be a matter of just remembering, like, oh, that's right, I've got to do this first and then that first. And you kind of notice if you're making big mistakes where, again, if you're trying to remember to build the figure with a skeleton or you have, have a particular um, sequence that you're trying to follow, again, you're trying to remember to really, look, let's focus on building those primary shapes. I think that often what's happening is that we are sort of awakening that process and kind of remembering how that happens. It's a very amorphous point, but I think it's also something that's definitely happening when you're just kind of sketching around and trying to figure these things out. We're remembering and just kind of, you know, putting pen to paper, remembering the sequence, um, you know, and, and just sort of getting that whole idea of like how creation works sorted. What I've noticed personally is that it takes me anywhere from one hour to four hours to really get back into a good level of drawing. Now, this is something that, again, I'm noticing and I'm being very finicky with the way that I observe this, but 
if I think about getting to that state where, again, everything feels like it's working properly, I just think of something and I can draw it, I'm not having that resistance where I'm sort of imagining I'm going to draw something and then uh, it's not really working. And I have an idea for how my process should go, as I just said, and I try and do that and it doesn't work. There's a lot of these things that can trip us up. Now, that time frame is just general and it's what I typically recommend to people. The way that I frame it is to say that you should have no reasonable expectation of being good at drawing if you've taken the weekend off and you haven't spent an hour to four hours trying to warm up. Now, hopefully after maybe half an hour, you will start to be good but and, and things will start to work for you. Um, who knows? For me, again, that's often the case. I sit down on a Monday morning and I draw and sometimes just magically it's all back. Sometimes I sit down and I suck for like half an hour and I can't figure it out. Sometimes it takes a really long time and I don't really worry about why or why those, why you know, why it takes a different amount of time. I don't think that's the real key thing here. I think what I've learned to do is one simple thing. And that's just, again, not expect myself to be good um, until I've kind of spent a little bit of time warming up. And the time frame that I use there is just one to four hours. Um, and, you know, what I found is like, look, you know, if I give myself that amount of time and I just kind of take it easy in the beginning, don't give myself any big challenges in that amount of time, then I'm always just going to be able to ease into it and feel okay. Again, the key is not necessarily the product. It's just me not feeling as if like, oh, something's really, really wrong. I just sat down to draw and I'm not immediately as good as I was on Friday evening. Over the years, over my journey as an artist, I found that this idea of the warm-up drawing or just understanding. So it doesn't always have to be doesn't always have to be a warm-up drawing. It just has to be the understanding and appreciation for the the fact that there is a period of breaking in your nervous system and your body and your mind and everything like that. So again, it's not always a warm-up drawing. It's maybe a warm-up session, a warm-up phase. The more over my journey that I've appreciated and understood this, um, the better that I've been able to kind of handle all these different complicated things that often come up when we're there to draw. But I remember very early on, this stuff would be like a major, major problem from a psychological kind of emotional standpoint. I would frequently be, you know, just not understanding why I couldn't draw because I very much had an idea that like my drawing is at a certain level. And it should be at that level. And I think this, again, is an appreciation for, you know, learning about, and this is why I share this stuff, you know, what other people do when they are professional artists and when they're doing this all day, every day. Because I just kind of had this idea that, again, every drawing, once you get to a certain level, every drawing and every single thing you do is of this level, right? And you've kind of reached there. And it's like a video game or something, right? Um, You're always going to hit with a certain amount of, uh, you know, like attack um, XP or whatever, right? Like it, it, it's not really like that. It, it's it's a process and a big part of that process. And I think what makes good artists good is is understanding themselves and how they tick and what they need to get to that peak level of performance. There's obviously another thing here that's worth mentioning is that in the beginning, if I wasn't really at the peak level of quality that I could produce, my work was not at professional quality, right? And nowhere near it. And I think that's also a big challenge is that it's not always about getting to a peak level um, because the better you get, the easier it is to produce some work that is possible, even if you're not firing on all cylinders. So that's certainly something that changes over the years is it becomes easier to kind of maybe again, do some work while you're not kind of fully there and still have it be like, look, that's not the best, but no one's going to know because it's in the background or it's, you know, it's over here. You know, I've made sure that that's not going to be a major problem. Whereas I think in the beginning, I would frequently just do silly things like try and draw, uh, you know, the major focal point of an illustration like burst up. And I, and I wouldn't have an appreciation for this sort of burn in, ease in period of the process. But 
I remember it being, again, a major stress. I would sit down, I would go to draw, and all my skills would be gone. And I'd be like, what happened, right? I could do it then. Why can't I do it now? Like, what's happened? And I think, as I'm often saying, when it comes to flow, one of the reasons that maybe I was good, again, the previous evening, the previous week or whatever, is because I was in flow. I was in the right frame of mind. And it's a mix of these things that gives us our ability. And what the number one mistake I was making early on was stressing out as soon as things didn't start to go well. What would happen is I'd sit down, I'd go to draw, it would suck, and then I'd kind of tighten up. And even if I was trying to do warm-up sketches, right, if they didn't turn out well, if they didn't turn out loose, I would kind of be like, oh, no, this is not going well. And then that makes it very hard to get into flow. So a lot of the stuff isn't working out that well anyway. We're frustrated. And the more frustrated you are, again, the harder it is to, to loosen up. So there's a vicious cycle here where if we don't really appreciate that concept, and again, what's happening, then it's not going to serve us because you can go to draw warm-up sketches. But if you're attached to how loose and cool your warm-up sketches should be and you go to do it and it's all a bit stiff and you're not appreciating like, hey, it's okay. This is just a process. We'll get there in the end. Um, that can be a giant stress too, you know, because that's not working. So again, I really think it's important to understand how these things relate to what we're doing. And, you know, what I noticed is that, uh, you know, after a while, you know, after I've been working professionally for quite a while, there's kind of like an afterglow effect that happens where I feel like, again, I kind of get to a certain skill level, let's say, and, you know, a certain level of creating things. And, you know, I could sort of take a break. I could take a day off. And, you know, then I wouldn't need to do a warm up sketch. I'd just be able to sit down and like, bang, I'm right there again. You know, there's no problem. Again, I think a lot of those reasons for that is just because uh, a lot of those feelings persist in our body and it's a lot easier for us to just go into flow. And sometimes if you just kind of sit down and you're in the right frame of mind, it all just kind of works. And when it works, it works better. And you don't have any of those kind of, uh, again, blowing out the cobwebs kind of situations where you sit down and it just doesn't go well. What I've sort of learned to do over the years is manage this process and this time and be very aware, very cognizant of what it's likely to be when I sit down, just based on, look, have I drawn over the weekend? Um, you know, have I done a little bit of sketching? Often I find if I just do a little bit, you know, I might take the weekend off, spend time with family, but I have my little sketchbook. I'll do a little bit of stuff here and there because, again, I'm an artist and I carry my sketchbook all the time. You know, I've always got um, that hanging around and that's what I like doing. If you just do a little bit, it often means that Monday morning or that, you know, if I take a week, sometimes I take a week off, you know, go on holiday or something. That um, point where you have to start again is a lot easier just if you do a little bit of sketching and sort of, you know, keep the fire burning a little bit in between. But what I do now, uh, again, is just try and be very, very aware of am I likely to sit down and is this likely to go well? Do I have a reasonable expectation of me just being able to, you know, nail some really important part of an illustration? And a lot of the tactical stuff that I do that I'll share a little bit in more detail right at the end is to just manage that and understand that, again, both the things that I'm going to do in the beginning of the day are going to be less important less vital and that, you know, again, I might do a warm-up sketch and just sketch in my sketchbook for a little bit just to make sure that, again, things are feeling right. Everything's going in the right sort of direction. But uh, again, there's a lot of other things that I think we can sort of work to if you are wanting to optimize that sort of, you know, not spending hours doing warm-up sketches in the beginning of the day. But yeah, I think the key thing is just an appreciation for what's happening and what the process of the warm-up sketch is meant to solve in the beginning is what I've kind of been able to, you know, solve for in the later sort of years of my career. All right. So that's a little bit of a rambly kind of explanation of how I kind of feel about this and how I felt about it over the years. What I want to do, though, is look into some of the insights here for what 
you know, warm-up drawings do that will maybe allow us to understand what good drawing is in the first place. So here are the three things that I'm actually looking for when I'm doing a warm-up sketch or I'm easing into my kind of daily work that I found really are the key elements that for me anyway are going to change and kind of turn on, start to wake up. The first is body mechanics. This simply is where we're sitting, how we're positioned, how you're holding the pencil, all of the physical stuff that relates to you and how you're seeing the page, how you're seeing your medium, how you're sitting, all of these ideas, how you're breathing potentially, everything that is physical. And this is why I think it can be really valuable to do some work that is actually a physical warm-up drawing. Not necessarily easing into it, but creating something that is inside your comfort zone and using that as a test bed to kind of just make sure everything's working. Now, the reason for this is that often what happens is that we're just sitting in slightly the wrong position. It's not that you're not in flow. It's not that all this stuff is happening. It's just that maybe you're kind of in a position where it's actually quite difficult for you to draw a good line in the first place. A good way to test this is just try and draw a straight line. If you can't draw a straight line, often it's because we're kind of sitting and what's happening is your body is actually blocking your mo the movement of your arm. You're not actually positioned right. This can often occur if you're changing your setup frequently, if you're sitting down at a cafe, if you if someone nudged your Cintiq, if someone, you know, changed the height of your chair, whatever. If everything's not quite right, it can be that your brain is kind of trying to tell you to draw the right line, but everything's changed a little bit and you're not calibrated. Choosing something as a subject matter, an actual warm-up sketch that is well within your comfort zone is a great way to ease into this because I think it forces you to realize, look, this is something you know you can draw. For me, it was just elf girls. I'd always draw elf girls. If you see half the sketches I do, that's what I do. I drew a whole sort of comic book about elf girls with horns, and I just kind of be drawing that stuff. I've always drawn that. Now, if I can't draw an elf girl, it's because something's drastically wrong. It's not because I can't draw, because I've drawn thousands of them before. I know how to do it. It's probably something else, and that's where that warm-up sketch can help me to say, okay, what's going on? And... It's very easy for me to get to a point where, um, you know, that will work, right? If I kind of adjust all the other elements. So again, getting the body mechanics right is key. And I think this gives us insight into the fact that when you are able to draw, what's often happening is the body mechanics are working for you. You're not positioned in an awkward space. Your hand is not bumping into something. Um, you're able to draw straight lines, curved lines, you're flowing, everything's relaxed, your physical being is has the right, again, mix of relaxation, of tension, all the things that you need. Your eyes are calibrated, you're looking at the page from the right angle. Now, the real insight I have into this is a funny one, and that's um, something you all know if you have used an older Wacom, right? The one where it's not a Cintiq, it's kind of just a drawing tablet and the screen is completely different. What you notice is that if you move those things, if those things move by like a millimeter, it puts everything off because what's you, you, you don't have any real calibration with your hand drawing. You're looking at a screen and your hand is down on the table drawing something different. Now, if you move the tablet, you're still thinking that you should be raking the right mark, but everything's off at a different angle. Um, this is why, again, for a long time, I recommended people make sure that you align the tablet to be square with your actual physical table. I think this allows you to sync up better with it. But Again, what that experience taught me is that often we're expecting a particular result from a biomechanic standpoint and you're calibrating. Now, what you find is you can move that Wacom tablet on the table to any angle you want and your body will adapt to it. And you will say, okay, I want a straight line going straight across the page, right? Again, perpendicular to the monitor frame. 
And all it, you know, you need to do is just keep trying to draw that line. And all of a sudden, your brain will say, oh, if I want to draw a line straight across the monitor, then I need to do this particular movement on the Wacom tablet. And it doesn't matter how you move that Wacom tablet around on the drawing table. Hopefully this makes sense and you can visualize what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what angle it's at, your body will adapt and it'll, you know, figure out how to draw the line straight across the Wacom tablet as well. So again, it's one of the reasons why I think that a Cintiq is a little bit easier to sync up to from a drawing perspective and why people enjoy iPads and all these drawing screens much more than Wacom tablets, because again, that's something you have to manage. Anyway, I digress. The key here is just to understand that any little, you know, thing that's going to get in your way biomechanically that you need to kind of work out is really going to be solved with this little kind of on-ramp to your drawing, this warm-up sketch phase. And it's just so important to appreciate how the way you're sitting, the way you're positioned, the way you view the work, the way you hold the pencil, how sharp the pencil is, is the pencil long, is the pencil short, whatever it is, is your wake, is the Wacom kind of, you know, like tip, is it, is it old, is it new? All these little things are just physical biomechanical things. And a warm-up sketch will often tell you whether or not all of that stuff is dialed in. Now, the second thing is somewhat linked to that, but it's what I would define as having a good mix of looseness and precision. So there's probably ways, again, in the previous um, concept of, you know, biomechanics that you can view there to be a problem, right? Again, if you're physically facing the wrong way re relative to the page, it's going to affect things. But I think more important than that, when it comes to actually what is the line or the mark or the way that you're molding clay or again, sculpting things in 3D, whatever it is, there's a certain sort of degree to where you want to have a good mix of precision and looseness. And often what's happening when we're doing the warm up is we're kind of just getting into the flow of doing that. Where again, you're going to be, you know, if it's digital, you're making selections, you're getting the right mix of kind of looseness, you're not being too tight with it, but also you're getting the precision. So Again, this is really dialing in that next level of mind-body connection where you say, hey, I need to make this particular shape and you're able to do it quickly but accurately. So again, this is a little bit of an amorphous concept, but I think it's often the thing that's missing if we're coming in a little bit um, sort of cold, let's say. If all the embers are cold and you're trying to wake yourself up, that's often the thing that's missing is that we don't have a good mix of being able to kind of, you know, draw a circle or, you know, hit a few different points with a line. You try and do it and either you're having to go too slow to do the line that you actually want or to make the mark to form the three-dimensional form properly. You're having to be too fiddly with it to get the accuracy you need so there's no looseness, so it looks stiff. Um, or what happens is you try and be really loose and you're not really hitting where you need to hit. So there's, there's kind of a sweet spot of accuracy and looseness that often is what we define as sort of good drawing, where it feels like, oh, it has structure, solidarity, but also energy. And obviously, the degree to which you're going to be really, really good at this, it's going to improve over time. I'm not saying like, you know, oh, you need to keep doing warm-up sketches until you meet this. But I think there's probably a level that you've gotten to before, which you just need to be aware of and make sure that, again, just that little thing is dialed in. Very, very subtle point, but I think that's often the difference between when you sit down and you're cold, you try and draw, and it's just suck town, right? Just flat out, nothing is working. It's often because, again, if you tried to do a very simple task that you're either going to have to be too slow and fiddly and noodly to kind of really get the accuracy you need. And if you do try and be loose, again, you're not quite dialed in and it's all going to be a little bit, you know, pear-shaped all over the joint. So again, just make sure you pay attention to that. That's one of the things that I think is a good um, marker of drawing. It's a good thing that defines our ability is ability to be loose and accurate at the same time. The third thing here is what I would kind of define as when everything from your imagination finds its way easily onto the page. 
And often what can happen is you can do a good drawing, but it's not necessarily what you had in your mind and the emotion that you're feeling that you're trying to get onto the page doesn't necessarily get on there. And this can be, again, something that's also frustrating because maybe your structure is good, maybe the looseness is good, but if it's not exactly what you want, it can be frustrating and it can take a while to get all of that amorphous stuff working. Now, I term this kind of magical drawing, right? It's kind of sometimes this easy magic drawing where maybe hopefully if you experience this to some degree where, again, everything just kind of seems to work. You seem to be at a new level of ability. The way that I define this is often if I'm working on a comic book, sometimes I will just kind of imagine, oh, it's a character and they're in some action pose. And when everything's synced up and I'm really warmed up, I can just kind of draw the character in the pose that I need them to be in. And it just kind of works. When I'm cold and I haven't done this for a while, it's harder. If I try and do that, it kind of ends up to be a mess. And I have to really step back to more of my foundation. I have to construct the figure. I have to really think about what I'm doing. Nothing's happening for free. I'm not getting any free good drawing. I got to go back to my foundation. Now, a lot of what's happening is here is, again, I don't really understand, to be honest. It's just this amorphous, weird stuff that happens when you're kind of, uh, you know, going with the flow and everything's kind of working. Sometimes you're just kind of thinking of stuff and it just kind of all turns out. And again, sometimes when that's not working, you try and draw that thing a hundred times and it just doesn't work. Now, I feel like we can get a small sense of this from the anecdotal story that a lot of artists tell, which is where and there's like a classic sort of Frazetta, Frank Frazetta story of this as well, where um, he had the same experience that everyone else experiences, where you're trying to draw the face on some character or something and you kind of get it a little bit wrong. And I remember him saying he was trying to paint the face on one of his famous paintings and he kind of had to, he scraped it back once, scraped it back twice was just trying to draw it, trying to get it right. And, um, you know, it just kind of wasn't working and, you know, you just kind of got really frustrated. And I felt that a lot of the time as well, be trying to get something right. And it happens to me with hands all the time. Um, you know, it, you just kind of keep redrawing it. And the more you redraw it, the worse it gets, the harder it is. You spend hours and hours. And then he said, you know, you just kind of like, took a break, came back the next day, scraped it off and he painted it in five minutes, right? And that's the experience I've had many times where we get kind of locked into what am I trying to do, right? And again, you have that stress response. It's not kind of working. You get really analytical about it. And again, you, nothing's happening for free. It's all hard. Everything's hard. Sometimes you can just come back click and you have a completely different view on it and you just kind of all happens by magic, right? Now, it's, it's a lot of subconscious weird stuff that is to do with, you know, the way that we are connecting up our imagination with the hand. But again, it's very easy to be able to draw something that maybe someone else would think is good, but it's not really what you had in mind. And the warm up process is something where you can kind of start to at least get into the flow because I think you know, obviously the real thing that's happening here probably is the more we start to fail, the more we have to go back into thinking mode. And Often what you need to remember is just that in order for everything to be working, you need to be warmed up, right? Everything needs to be flowing. In order to get that free drawing happening, you have to have a very special kind of artistic space around you. And uh, sometimes that can be really working well and sometimes it can't. And I think just paying attention to that initial little phase at the beginning where you're making sure you go into the right frame of mind you're more likely to have a lot of that stuff happen for free, where again, just sort of good drawings happen. And certainly what I find is if I'm just drawing day in, day out, and I'm just drawing comics, and I've been drawing comics like, you know, 10 hours a day, all week, uh, I'm just sort of so synced into what I'm doing that those drawings just kind of tend to happen by themselves all the time. I'm just like, oh, I'll draw this and this and this. And it's like, oh, of course I can draw that. Again, I wake up on Monday morning and I can't do it. <laughs>
Anyway, the main thing to remember here, I feel anyway, is that we get our best drawing done when we're in the right frame of mind, and often we get there by relaxing, and it's often, uh, you know, your own little journey to get there. You have to pay a lot of attention to what makes these things happen. Is it the biomechanics? Is it the experience? Is it drawing things that are in or outside of your comfort zone? Again, you may find these things work differently to the way that I've explained them. Again, that's fine. It's all a matter of easing into it and making sure that you enjoy that process and you spend the least amount of time drawing sucky stuff that, you know, makes you unhappy, basically. All right. So before we move on to the takeaways, I do want to just close out with a few thoughts on where I think the dangers of, you know, doing too much of this stuff can, you know, lead to. Now, again, this might be a little bit more of a hot take. I don't know. So don't take this, you know, as, as any, you know, sort of real sort of harsh critique or anything, but just as a little bit of a warning that I have seen people take, the idea of doing these sort of warm-ups as like, oh, this is what will make me good is a loosening up, right? And this is often a critique that gets placed on us as amateur artists is like, oh, your your work is too tight, right? You need to loosen up. I think that, that just happens over time. So it's easy to kind of maybe do too much warm-up stuff and, and focus on like the initial kind of exercises and again, trying to sort of make all this stuff perfect. You do have to kind of jump in start to create stuff and deal with the problems that come up, that arise. That is also part of the journey of getting good is understanding the entire creative process. So yes, we want to make sure that we have some mechanism by which we can warm up and wake up the fires of creativity. Make sure that we're not cold and we're not going in, you know, doing some really dumb stuff, like again, sitting in the wrong position. But, you know, creation is messy and you do need to dive in and actually figure out how to put polish and finish on work and deal with all those challenges. And I have seen a lot of people who I was in the trenches with, we were all trying to get good. And a lot of people just kind of seem to obsess over the sketching and the roughness and the looseness. I think there's a big trap for artists there because we often like to interpret that mess. We often like to imagine what that could be. And for artists, that's very interesting. We like to look at other artists' sketches quite a lot. We see the imagination. Often people who aren't artists don't care about that stuff as much though. They want us to do the work. And sure, I think there's a lot of artists who embody the best of both worlds where their art is, you know, something that artists appreciate and your sort of average, you know, everyday person who's just viewing and appreciating and loving art. Um, that's often what we aspire to, but it's just important to understand that often they get there again through, you know, fighting, through being in the trenches, through trying to create stuff, through it going wrong and, and trying to deal with that negativity as well. So it's not that this is a perfect, um, you know, sort of solution to all drawing problems, right? I think it's just there to kind of get the basics sorted and, uh, you know, as, as, as a way for us to, you know, actually start to create the work that we want to create, which, you know, in many cases is going to involve challenge and frustration, all of that stuff, that stuff is normal too. Don't stress out about it, right? The warm up is just to get us there. And again, I have seen people really fall afoul of this, maybe do too much of this stuff and kind of, you know, avoid, you know, actually creating something that, you know, has value to them. Um, I think it's often easy for people to, again, avoid really putting their heart and soul into their work and, and you're putting, sticking their neck out there because we're just kind of doing preparatory sketches and all this kind of rough stuff. And, you know, it's like, hey, don't judge me because, you know, this is just loose and rough. Um, again, I think part of being an artist is dealing with all that stuff, you know, taking those challenges head on, sticking your neck out there, trying to create something, calling it finished, you know, and maybe it's not exactly what we wanted it to be, but that's okay. That's part of the journey. We start again. I really feel for me and from what I typically recommend to students is that, again, the warm-up sketch, trying to loosen up is really good, again, to onboard us to creating the actual work. Before I go, I'll go over some simple takeaways as usual. The first one that I think is really important is the analytical side of this. Now, the main thing here is just to appreciate how complex what is going on when we're drawing is. We often have the environment, 
we have the physical biomechanical stuff that's going on and we have our sort of mental game that's going on the way that we're processing and understanding the world and then there's the concept of our imagination there's this whole thing that's happening where we're kind of imagining what's happening and even if you're not drawing from imagination there's a way that you're imagining the thing is going to look how you're putting down the brush strokes how you are crafting the clay whatever it is that you're doing there's this thing where you're taking stuff in your head and you're making it real if we look at this from a simple bro level takeaway it's pretty basic the warm-up is going to help your body warm up and your mind warm up it's going to help all of these sync up together and the key thing is just don't feel too bad in the beginning. If you suck, it's normal. You should have no reasonable expectation of being good until you give everything a chance to wake up. If we look at some really practical takeaways, like what can you actually do to help yourself along in this area? I think there's a couple of things that I've learned to do besides just actually incorporating warm-up drawings as part of your process. Again, keep a sketchbook, keep a bunch of copy paper, whatever it is, whatever is the lowest pressure thing for you and the most fun. Again, everyone has their thing that they like to do. It could be just doing a 30-minute speed sculpt in 3D. It could be, again, doing the same thing in clay. It could be a matter of doing a speed painting, speed drawing, sketching, whatever it is. Um, I think, again, the number one thing that I find useful for me is to just draw something that I'm already comfortable with that's in my comfort zone and I find that that gets me out of most places where I'm gonna you know still put pencil to paper and start to feel like oh, it's not working my drawing is starting to suck apart from that something that I found really useful is just the simple idea of adding small amounts of drawing to kind of keep the fire awake over those longer periods where you're not drawing now this could be as simple as you know, over the weekend, doing a few little sketches here and there. I found that often helps me and look, you know, this isn't anything weird. I, I always like sketching in my sketchbook and often on the weekend, uh, again, you know, I'm just sort of drawing random little things, but even I would potentially say for me as a, you know, a drawer, just, you know, writing with my pencil, you know, making, taking notes, you know, just doing very random mundane things, but keeping that idea of like, I'm putting pencil to paper, keeping that idea going um, often means that when I sit down um, on the Monday morning, you know, metaphorically speaking, that things go a lot smoother. I often find if I just do a little bit here and there, it keeps all of those juices flowing. And, you know, even if I haven't been drawing for a day, you know, for hours and hours and hours, if I just do a bit, it helps me a lot. Another really obvious thing that you can do here is to incorporate the idea of a warm-up into your artistic ritual. If you're starting work, and you need some way to kind of get into flow, then, you know, doing a little bit of sketchbook work can be a great way to get those juices flowing to make sure everything's working, make sure we are warmed up. This could be just a matter of saying, hey, look, even if I only have half an hour a day to work on my craft, you're doing this as a hobby, just give yourself five, bit, five minutes in the beginning to just say, okay, I'm just gonna try and warm up and sort of ease into this. Whatever it is, whatever works for you just make sure that again obviously you can incorporate this into whatever your on-ramp to your ritual is or your ritual itself something that i found really important to do here is to notice when things are starting to come together now this could either be when you are actually doing a warm-up or it could just be if you have to just start doing the art that you're doing for whatever reason just pay attention to when things are starting to get going and make sure that before that you really lay off yourself and make sure that you're being positive. Don't expect yourself to be good or expect anything to work and just pay pay attention to all those signs in your sort of environment, right? As all that stuff worked out, you remember all that stuff is working. Okay, I'm positioned right. Are my biomechanics working? Am I starting to get that kind of sense of looseness and accuracy at the same time? And, you know, am I starting to feel like, okay, I'm imagining things and then I'm drawing it? All those things, just, it doesn't have to be all of them. Not everyone's going to be, you know, firing on all cylinders all the time. But try and pay attention to when you feel like, oh, I, I kind of feel like I'm warmed up. I feel like things are working because I think paying attention to that is going to, again, allow you to understand when that's not happening. Because, again, 
as I said, when that's not happening, you have to remember to do stuff to warm up. Be a little bit looser, right? Let's get everything working, you know, get warmed up, you know, maybe don't start by noodling and trying to, you know, do something really subtle, you know, draw a million blades of grass because doing those longer strokes, those, you know, sort of more expressive drawings will actually help to key in the biomechanics a little bit better. You want to try and do a range of motion, make sure that, again, just everything is kind of working and pay attention to when you feel like it's working so that you have a good mental reference for are you warmed up or are you not? Lastly, really simple takeaway, start with something unimportant. This could either be, as we've been talking about, a random loose bit of paper that you know is not important or if you have to start on your work, which often I do, I'm under deadline pressure. I don't have the, you know, I can't be this artist who's like, you know, just feeling all these emotions and getting worried about it. I have to draw the page. I'll often just start somewhere that's not important. Oh, here's a boring background element that I know I'm going to have to noodle. It's not important if it's kind of not that amazing. I'll just start with that. And more than that, I'll often make sure that I've got a little bit of a backlog of that stuff to do. Oh, here's some color flatting I can do. Here's some boring stuff that allows me to engage my sort of hand-eye coordination, start to get things working. I find that if I allow myself a little bit of that stuff to do in the beginning of the day, it kind of acts as a warm-up sketch unto itself. And then again, if I'm really on deadline, um, you know, I can kind of kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. All right. Lastly, if we just look at this from more of a philosophical, spiritual level, I think it's so important to understand that, again, there's no such thing as I am this good at drawing. You are this level at this thing. Part of what makes good artists good, I think, is their appreciation of all the different factors that make them and help them to create the things that they make. And a lot of this is about mastering our environment, mastering our ritual, making sure we are in the right frame of mind. And all of these things are working. It's often why people kind of view artists as being a little bit sensitive, a little bit particular is because I think we understand that in order to kind of channel a lot of this drawing magic, this amorphous stuff that's quite hard to explain, to put together all of these biomechanics and ideas and feelings and emotions and physicality to turn the imagination into something real. To do this, you have to be a little bit sensitive. You have to understand all the things that can go wrong to inhibit that process. And thus, I think we become a little bit sensitive to how all of these things interact and combine. It's so important to understand that your abilities are not static. All of these things can ebb and flow from week to week, month to month, year to year. It's not just sort of a mechanical machine. There's a little bit of an art to it. And lastly, you know, it really just doesn't matter how good I am personally. If I'm not warmed up and I'm not thinking the right things, I'm not in the right frame of mind, my art sucks and I can't draw anything. This reminds us that the art is not about an outcome. It's not about an event. It's not about the finished piece. For us, it's about the process. And the process is one part, the thing that we make. But mostly, it's all the parts that we use to make that thing along the road. All right. Anyway, I think that's all we got time for on this one. Hopefully, this was interesting. Let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube or send me an email if you're listening on a podcast platform. Leave me a review if you have time to or like, subscribe, etc. on YouTube. That stuff all really helps the algorithm as just leaving a comment, right? Um, again, if you've got anything to say, let me know. I'm always keen to read the comments. And again, for this one, I really, really like to know what you think about the idea of a warm-up whether you found them useful, whether you can relate to the idea of starting on Monday morning and everything sucks. I think we can all probably relate to that. But yeah, any other tips or advice you've got for you know the rest of the people listening, uh, it'd be really, really great to hear your thoughts. Other than that, we'll catch you around on the next one.